Awesome. The question was, is are the ashes coming from my barbecue pit? Uh, um, no. If you want some of those, you can have them. The, the ashes come from um, palm branches from Palm Sunday. So the Palm Sunday branches are burned down from the year before of recognizing. It's sort of this beautiful sort of metaphor, right? Like uh, of the people, if you know the story, right, who celebrate Jesus coming. Here's the king. Here's the king. Here's the king. And this king is crucified. Right? And the ashes were, are from those palm branches. So you can grab those into the back. Um, you can grab um, those in their little, little baggies. We'll talk you through about adding a little bit of oil or water to them. But you only need one, one baggie of ash. And so we kind of thought it would be kind of beautiful where it's like we'll speak over each other. So even though you might be in your home, you might be the only person in your home, it'll be a communal event and we'll speak over these declarations over each other on Ash Wednesday. So go grab your ashes there in the back if you would like some. I made 50 bags of ashes. So uh, hopefully there should be enough and you can grab them there uh, in the back. And just kind of want to shout out to everyone who's there at the warming center. I saw that um, Jewel, Mia, uh, um, and... I think it was I'm looking for for clay. Uh, we're kind of putting in uh, pra uh, praises and stuff. And so thank you. Continue to use the chat in that and letting us know how you're seeing God, right? For Claveron was kind of saying, I want to thank the Lord for blessing me, for helping me to get my back life back on track, for blessing me with my wife this April 20th, right? So happy Valentine's Day and the blessing of a wife on April 20th. It's beautiful, right? Miss Mia Beck, thank you, Lord, for helping us with housing and being able to start our lives over and to find a church to join. That is beautiful. And Mia once was thanking God for helping, right? And helping with housing. And a husband by my side, happy Valentine's Day to you too. All right, that is beautiful. Uh, for not giving up and always being by my side and for his help with my two strokes, right? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and Jewel, our feed was so bad, right? Um, but Jewel was, was sharing Ephesians 1, verse 4. And so here's verse 4 from Ephesians 1. Even before he made the world, we know who this is, right? We know the story, who created the world, God did. He said the word was with him, Jesus, this oneness, the spirit, right? This is the Trinitarian God who is one. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. You could, gosh, I, I, we could sit all day, right? We could sit all day with trying to ponder that reality. We could spend our life trying to ponder that reality before the world was even made. This idea of us and God's knowing of us. Chosen to be holy without fault in his eyes. And we know how, how God did that, how we would be holy and without fault in his eyes because of Jesus, right? Before even the world was made, this all this plan of God's redemption and reconciliation and love is beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. Hey, it's great to have you all with us on this Valentine's Day. As we have said, right, um, as we have said for 
uh, with that poll that's coming out. I created one poll that was like that, but I, we really want you to take the one from Genesis and that poll will be sent out again. So if you're not receiving the Genesis text, you can text, type in 94,000 as the phone number and then write in the word Genesis text, one word, and, and they'll receive them. We want to do a poll just about like, hey, where are you within person gathering? We know that over this month we've been meeting, uh, we've, been, we've been using our facility in order to create a place in the warming center for people and, that, and we praise god for the team and for volunteers who have said hey yeah let's do this for another week Let, let's create this room to breathe and to to figure this out so but we do know that as we've seen the numbers and as we talked with the elders and we think for, for the good of the community we know that in person in some form more like is going to be happening in march and that's what we're looking to what's what we're planning for um but we kind of want to know um what people are thinking and, and how many. We know that it will be social distance. We know that we'll be wearing masks. We know that we'll be doing all of this protocol with it. So if you're interested in seeing our protocol, I believe it's on our website. You can see even what we think in person would look like because um, we've had some re some some people who've been working on that and putting it together. So um, that poll will probably go out again this week. So if you're not receiving those texts, sign up for it, right? So. I also want to thank you all who are continuing who have switched your giving methods. We, we know that God is good and continues to give everything that we need. Everything good comes from God. And so thank you for your generosity for continuing to give to needs, continuing to give to others, um, giving of yourselves, giving of your time, giving of your love, giving of your encouragement, and believing, knowing that our God is good. So let me pause and just pray and remember that. So, Father, we praise you. We praise you, God. Everything good comes from your hand. You have heard it from your children this morning. You have heard their testimonies, God. I have those who are sharing from Pete and, and, and from Dave and from David and right from Jewel, from Mia, from Cleavon, right? You've heard, Lord, our testimony of your children saying you are good. You are a great provider. And we, we say that, Lord. You're our God and how blessed we are that you are God. You've heard it from Ken. You've heard it from others, Lord. We open our mouths and give you praise. Thank you, God, for supplying all our needs. And Lord, you've seen the thread here, the needs, and you know more of the needs than we do. You know the people who, who are too overwhelmed to share it or uh, maybe even too embarrassed to share it or... <sighs> too weary to share it. We say, Lord, have mercy. Come to their aid, Jesus. Lord, supply needs this morning. You're a great provider, and so Lord, let, let your blessing, your goodness come on our neighbors, on our city, on the surrounding cities, on our country and in this nation. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this today is Valentine's Day. Like you know, um, I get text messages during the service, right? And I and usually they're not even for me, but I get kind of distracted. I'm just, uh, on somebody's unmuted currently. But great to have you on this Valentine's Day. I'm gonna do my best. Let me get to my notes here, and I. As I was pondering and I was reading this, uh, I reading some scriptures in this day of what I thought would be um, important for us. 
And there's a story that I, a story in the life of Jesus that I want us to look at together. But I loved James when he was kind of setting it up, especially in this day of Valentine's Day. Um, because so much of love is about receiving love and giving love, right? It's this, it's this beautiful expression of receiving and giving, right? This gift of receive and give. And even from the beginning of time and the big stories, the big narratives of the scripture, the big promise of the family of God as God pursued people of Abraham was like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you. I'm going to give to you so you'll be a blessing to others. Through you, you will bless, right? And this proclamation has been spoken over us, right? Like, oh, let me love you so that you can love others. It's pretty much what God is kind of saying, right? This great beauty of blessing. I want to invite us into that today, right? I want to invite us in to receive from God, for what we need, but then in essence, but to, to always to have also to know that as God meets us, he's inviting us to also with what we have received in return to give to another. It's that beauty of what God has done that it never ends with us. So I wanna invite you into that this morning. Can you receive? What is God wanting to give to you today? And then in return, what could be poured out from you to another? And what I want to speak specifically to is that one of our promises at Genesis, this is one of the things that we think is one of the guarantees. Our guarantee, right, our promise is this, of being able to hear from God, for God to be able to speak over you. And I hope that you can hear God speak to you and speak to your identity today. That you'll be able to receive God speaking over you and to you, that to be your blessing. But not only for God to speak to you and over you, but in light of that, in doing so, then that you would be able to do that for someone else. Speak over them. Blessing. So I love this idea of blessing, right? Speaking over people's identity, who they are at their core, seeing them and pointing to it, to what is true. But in order to do this accurately, in order to speak to God to speak over to your identity and for you to speak over somebody else and their identity, here's a couple of things that you must know. Right? There's three things. And we're going to play with this. In order to accurately speak to identity, you must know who someone has been, who they have been, right? Their story, who they are now. It could be like it's a level of experience, what they're experiencing right now, what you see them to be right now, and then who they're becoming. And that's blessing, right? That's freedom, that's identity. So those are the three things. Who someone has been, that's their past story. Who they are now, that's the current experience of what you're seeing and then who they're becoming. So I want you to play with those three things. And I want us to look at this story in the life of Jesus. And then I want to kind of pull those into this story uh, um, and then pull ourselves into that story. This is in Luke 7, verse 36 to 50. This is a beautiful story of love as Jesus spins it. So if you have your, if you have a Bible, you have it on a phone, you can pull open a book, but I'd love you to do this. Luke Chapter 7, verses 36 
to 50. Somebody's saying, what's the second one? So the first one is who someone has been. That's your past, right? Your story. The second one is who they are now. That's how you're experiencing them right now. And the third one is who they're becoming. Luke chapter 7, verses 36 to 50. I love this story of Jesus. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who was touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story, right? A story of love. As I talked about um, this life of blessing, right? This life of, of deep love being expressed in this story. And as we long to be a people of blessing and to receive blessing, right? To receive love and to give it away. This story models this perfectly. We've said that in order to have something spoken over us, right? Over our identity, you must know this. Who someone has been, who they are now, and who they're becoming. And it's very interesting, right? Because we have three characters in this story. We have, we have the woman, we have Jesus, and we have the Pharisee whose name was Simon, right? This is what we're told. 
And each of them had this idea of the story of the other person. What's their story, who they are now, and who they're becoming. And so, now, the Pharisee, Simon, his, his is the easiest to tell, right? If you remember, reading the story, right? How did he see the woman? Right? What was, who has she been? Well, her story was a sinner. That was the story. And when she stepped into the house, even with all the way she was responding, that was still her story. How, who they are now? She's a sinner. And who they're becoming? She's a sinner, right? This, is, this was the view of this person, right? Blinded by this. Even the Pharisee had this idea of Jesus, right? Who somebody has been. He was like, huh, he seems to be a prophet. Who they are now? Well, he's no prophet, right? Because this woman who is a sinner, he wouldn't have allowed that. So who are they becoming? A false prophet. And so no blessing in this, right? The Pharisee at this moment, at this time, was incapable of being a person of blessing. But yet here's Jesus. Now, he knows who she has been. It seemed like everybody had known who she had been. And it did say that she was known as a sinner, right? Probably an accurate title. Not a title, but an accurate observation. Whom someone has been, her story, right? Had a story of, of brokenness. But Jesus knew more than just that, right? He knew her story. I love those texts that say even that that part that Jewel uh, reminded that this morning before the creation had even begun, God knew us. And Psalm 139 talks about he knows our coming going. He knows the story. He just doesn't know the title and know our brokenness. He knows all those details that surround our brokenness. He knows all of the details of why we stepped into this sin, into the brokenness. He knows all the hurts and the trauma and the pain uh, and, the, and the other things that have led to this greater story of brokenness. He knows who we have been. But here's the thing that Jesus begins to see. He begins to see who she is now. And that's exactly what he does. He pulls this back. And he's like, how interesting. Because the Pharisees saw her just as a sinner. And a sinner now. And Jesus pulls this back and says, huh, this is interesting. Do you see how she's responding? Do you see the experience, how she is responding in this moment? She's weeping at my feet, and she's, she's anointing my feet. She's showing hospitality. She's being a host. She's kissing me and anointing me. This is what she's doing. She's, she's being this host in a home that is not hers. But yet the host has been incapable of hosting, right? Because there's not room in his heart. But yet, here's a woman who is hosting, weeping, And he proclaims this, this awareness. See, Jesus has this, so he sees her. And he has this awareness and this curiosity of coming from, he's kind of saying, where's this coming from? And he says, oh, this is great love. 
he speaks that proclamation. This is an act of great love. This is what she has done. She's loving. He sees her. He sees this experience. Water for his feet, this kissing, this oil. And then he says, her sins are forgiven. As her great love has shown. And as he sees this of who she is, this one who is great love, then he begins to speak to her identity and blesses her. And I think there's a number of things that he speaks over her. Right? What do you see in here? What do you see that he speaks over this woman with blessing? What grabs your attention that he proclaims over her? Well, he definitely says her sins are forgiven, right? He speaks to her as a great lover. He speaks over and says, oh, um, your faith has saved you. As a woman of faith, it could be faithfulness, right? He speaks to her as being saved. And he says, go in peace as in wholeness. He speaks wholeness upon her. See, this is a blessing, right? He knows where she has been, her story. He sees the experience of now, and then he speaks a blessing of what she's becoming. He's like, oh, what a great lover. You're forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So it's really interesting that this whole story, that here's this Pharisee, and yet in it, Jesus sees him clearly too. And he's wanting to bless him. And he does in so many ways, right? But, but he leaves this Pharisee of saying, hey, I, I, I see you. I'm curious. I'm curious about your little love. I'm curious about that. And yet he wants to bless this man with this freedom that would allow him to love. Because in this moment, this man is just sitting in judgment over others. And he's missing blessing, which would be able to receive the love of Jesus. He's missing it yet, but this is going to be a part of longing to be his, this would be his identity, right? This would bring him wholeness. And so Jesus just calls out in this curiosity. He knows his past. He was a Pharisee. It's not a bad thing, but he knows his current experience right now, which is this little love. Because at this moment, this man has been forgiven little. He's not aware of the deep need of forgiveness that he needs. And yet here is Jesus who's willing to give it, to bless him, right? And to release this man into being a person of blessing. Because in this moment, this man, the Pharisee, is a person who's just coming with curses and judgment. I want to invite you into the story. As we kind of said, right? That part of it is our identity is for all of us to have our God speak over us. And, and so here's my question, right, for you this morning. 
would just be this. And so part of it is just the experience. What has been the experience of your last week? How would you, how would you label this last week of your life? What has been your experience of it? If you put a name to this last week, what would be the words that you would put to it? Would it be one of overwhelmed, depressed, fearful, angry, Groundhog Day, joyful, um, right? What, what would be the word that you would, you would put as the title of your last week? Distracted, mundane, monotony, right? I, I don't know. Exhausting. Thank you, Nasha. That's the experience, right? Living into that, that a week is survival for me. And Karen, right in the word, it's been humbling. <laughs> Maybe your one has been like, you've just, like you're just fighting, right? You're just like trying to hang on. We got that death grip on whatever. For Dan and Sharon, right? Blessing. Vaccine and special people for Micah anticipation. It's been the experience, right? And then for me, it's kind of like that overwhelmed, right? Kind of continues to be it. Overwhelmed. See, here's the beauty of what what and I believe that God has for us. Trudging, right, Nate? Anticipate right from Nate his family. So if you've got the word of your week, would you, you kind of halt that? This has been the experience, right? This has been your experience right now. And yet there's a God who also knows your story. He knows your history. He knows your response to all of these things, knows your past, knows the pain within your life knows the narratives that um, you've had to live into and that have been spoken over you. Right, so for me, if my word was like, it's kind of overwhelmed, right? My past is one, it's like, it has been this narrative of you gotta make something happen. You gotta do something, right? God knows that, knows that. And here's the God who sees and is curious about my overwhelmedness, right? Who sees it and is curious and begins to ask questions about where it's coming from. And as I sit with God, I know that God wants to speak into my overwhelmed. Right? Wants to speak with blessing, wants to speak with identity, saying, I've got your tomorrow. I've got your today. You don't need to make anything happen, right? Uh, God is, that's, when, that's where the, the beautiful language and metaphor that God gives us when he says, I'm, I'm father, right? He says, I'll protect you, I'll, I'll provide for you. So much of a life of a child of God is allowing our father to speak over us, our identity and who we're becoming. And so even if you take that word, that experience of the week, 
and you take your story, but if you pause for a second, what does the Father want to speak over you of your becoming? What does the Father want to say over you of your identity? For me, it's the one of my becoming one who would trust more fully in him, right? Trust more fully that, you know, that has been what God has been continuing to say over me about my being overwhelmed. It's like, you know which way I should turn and you will lead me to life. You will take my hand and guide me. You, God, know the way. You, Jesus, are the way, the truth, and the life. What does the Father want to speak to you? Can we pause and just let him speak? Would you ask him, Father, what do you want to say to me? Who am I becoming? What do you see? So Holy Spirit, would you whisper to your children right now, you love us and you want to speak over us. Would you speak? So if you just pause and you ask that, what are you hearing? What did you hear? What do you think you're hearing? What do you, what's the whisper? It sounds like the affirmation of a deep, deep lover. What is that deep truth that you're hearing in there? Now he's saying refreshings with me. Mm, grace for today. I, I love this story because I, I over this the, the woman, right? I, I feel like Jesus was proclaiming over her, you're becoming a great lover, right? And on, on Valentine's Day, that seems like an odd, right? Like, but yet this great lover was one who just loved bigly right? Extravagantly. And well, how, how beautiful to be that kind of a deep lover, right? A great lover. And yet, when Jesus spoke over the Pharisees, it was like, wow, you're, you're a small lover, but you're, right? And this wasn't to, um, to shame. Well, it is a little bit of a rebuke, right? But it's not his identity because he's the son of Abraham. And the son of Abraham was meant to be this blesser of the nations. And so he was becoming a small, he was a small lover, but that was not his end. His end would be to this great lover that God would bless him so he could be a blessing. He was falling short of that identity. Kinder. Not about you, but your, but your work. What are you hearing God speak over you? Who are you becoming? What is the truth that he is wanting to, to speak over you to the deep? places. We must receive that. And it's from a God who is curious, who loves us, 
and who can speak into the depths of our story and the depth of our experience and see things. And then there's at times when God actually equips us to be these people because we're meant to live like Jesus. So here's Jesus, right? Who sees, who becomes curious of this woman's story, who sees her, who knows what's going on. He knows her story and begins to speak life over her. This is what it's like to partner with Jesus. There would be these kinds of people who would see others and see their becoming. To do that if you're married within your marriage, if you're a parent, to do that with your children, if you're a neighbor, to do that with the neighbor, right? Whoever you're with and the experience of all these things and the common goals that you have and these common experiences, to be with people in that experience and not just consumed with getting to the end destination, but being curious for people and see who they're becoming. To see these experiences and to speak over them with their identity. And for me, it happened this week. It was just fun and a number of conversations. But a lot of times we're just not aware, right? I'm not aware of the moments to see that in Carmel. I'm not aware of the moments to see that in Harvest. I'm, I'm not aware, right? I'm not curious enough. And not aware of my own experiences that I'm doing, my own pain, my own brokenness, my own, right? To be aware, to allow the Father to speak over me. Wow, when our awareness is, is opened and God speaks in, it is a powerful, powerful moment. I spent a number of calls, right? I spent a lot of, my, most of my conversations are on Zoom. All my interactions, except in my, in my house, are on Zoom, right? And had these moments and these experiences uh, with people that were good. And when you have the chance to kind of see them and be aware of them and speak to their identity, it's a powerful moment. I was in a quick call with Amanda Hines and, um, this week, and we were chatting, and she told me this story when she was in the military and how she, um, if she knew people who were Muslims, right, that she, she learned the, the blessing, right? The blessing that you would say, the greeting that you'll say to a Muslim that means peace be with you. Right? And I I know that there's something there, right? I, I know I, I can't pronounce it, right? I, I I could muddle something there with it, but I haven't memorized it, right? I haven't learned I know Dan and Sharon, I know you guys know it, right? Uh, Amanda, I know you're on here, your video's not on. Um, I'm gonna highlight. I'm going to spotlight you guys, Dan, because I know you guys are and, and unmute you. If I can't unmute you. Oh, there you go. What's, how do you pronounce the blessing? Or Dan? Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. And you answer, Malaikum uh, assalam. Right. So Amanda was like, yeah, I, I learned that and when I would see people, I would say it. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's gracious. It sees people, right? That, that acknowledges their experience and their past and their story. And that meets them with blessing. It's beautiful. It's exactly what Jesus would do, right? And so it's kind of that part of like, wow, wow. Right. Like even that awareness, right? Like, like, you know, again, 
I can take another, I haven't learned that. Now, again, I'm not supposed to take that and, and start beating the crap out of myself and saying, oh, yeah, look at you. What a terrible guy. You haven't learned that blessing. But when I see somebody else, I know Dan Sheeran do that. And Amanda says, hey, I do that. I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. That's a great lover, right? Um, because they want to welcome people and speak over them and speak blessing over them. So simple, right? But so beautiful. And even in that moment, I found myself wanting to speak over the becoming of saying, wow, how interesting of your story, Amanda. Even at 21, even when you said or 20 or that time that you did, that you may not have fully known Jesus, but yet you looked like Jesus in that moment. This is a part of your becoming, of making people feel welcome and speaking blessing over people and proclaiming peace upon people, right? So I, I love that. That's what blessing looks like. Where, where it begins to look at the story and, and invites us into their story, but also pulls us into their current experience and then speaks to who they're becoming and who they are. So that's how we would reciprocate that. It's just beautiful. Thanks, Dana Sharon, for, for saying that. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? Yes, when, when you say unprompted, assalamu alaikum, to a Muslim, and they can tell you're not a Muslim, they will just light up because they're so marginalized and often even hated here. And when you speak that word of blessing, it like it affirms that, that they as a person are appreciated and loved. And, and it just opens up a community. And, um, and so it's a very, very powerful thing to share. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, guys. Thanks for sharing that with me, Amanda. It's something that I'm going to learn to do because I'm so intimidated by saying it, right? Never learned a foreign language, right? right? You're so so intimidated to say, say that. But yet, it's this phrase of blessing. And when I was with people this week, and I think it was Amanda, it was also Deb McCormick at certain times when I said things about being intimidated, about being intimidated of, of reaching into certain relationships, right? Um of speaking into some past relationships. These were off-the-cuff comments, right? It was all part of my prayer call and that. These people began to speak blessing over who I was becoming, right? And they were like, oh, don't, don't let the devil stop you from loving in these ways. And both of them said it in a different way, but they were like, you're becoming a gift to these people. You're, you're a blessing in these relationships. So, so don't let this past story so one of mine was with some old high school relationships where I really don't have any because I haven't kept up with them, right? And they said, don't let those narratives, right, get in the way. Be a blessing. You're a gift. They kind of said both. They didn't say it exactly this way, but they said, here's my identity. Here's your becoming. You're a gift to these people because you love them. And they were speaking to Jesus was making me into to be a people, a better person who would love these people in my family and who would love these old high school friends by making connection and reaching out and encouraged me as they spoke to my identity, who Jesus was inviting me to be. But yet I had this false story, right? And yet truth was beginning to be spoken into it. So here's my encouragement for you today. What's the Father speaking over you today? To, to say, I see you, 
I know your story, and I know your current experience, and here's what I want to say over you. Receive it. Receive it. Believe in mom and breathe it in. But church, here's what I want to invite you to do. Could you be like Jesus in the story? Could you, in all the chances you get to rub shoulders with somebody else today, right? Even if that's on Zoom, that is a rubbing of shoulders. Or if you, if you happen to be in proximity with somebody at a grocery store or going somewhere, could you be aware and curious and ask questions to see their experience now and to speak over them a blessing to their identity of who they're becoming in God, even if they don't even know it? if they're unaware of it. Could you be those people who'd see people and see what God is doing and speak over them? Do that, be vocal today of a person of blessing. You'd speak over the identity of another. I think that's an appropriate Valentine's Day, a beautiful Valentine's Day where we would speak, where we would receive this love of God and give it of being a people who see people curious about their experiences and proclaiming blessing over their identity, who they're becoming. That's my encouragement for today. Father, come with your voice. It is our birthright. You speak to us. And so for my brothers and sisters, those who have gone, who have been on this journey way longer than me, Lord, would you favor us with the closeness that we would hear we would be able to take on that whisper that you speak over us. Lord, if it's even having, if we're having a hard time hearing it ourselves, we'll be hear it from another. Would you send your messengers, Lord, to bring those messages of love our way? Open our ears, Lord. That our love, God, that our hearts, that our becoming, we would continue to become who you shaping us into all of us to be great lovers of others and greatly loved by you. Thank you for your forgiveness that doesn't leave us or bind us, but you set us free into wholeness, to salvation. Come. And God, open our eyes to every person around us and open our mouths to speak blessing over them, to see them, to speak specifically over them, out of love for them. Amen. Nate, are you still in the, I'm trying to pull up Mr. Nathan Shogren. I'm right here. Here's, this is the, uh... This is the verse that was striking me as we go to um, lift the mute and we can all chat together. But this is First uh, John four nineteen, and it says that we love because God first loved us. And so perhaps you're in the spot um, heading into this week where you're you're in the receiving spot because um, you can't give away what you haven't received. And so we love 
because God first loved us. And that means that we, we enter the conversation as receivers of the love of God. And then we actually have something that we can give away to others. And so as you uh, celebrate Valentine's today, as you step into this week, uh, my prayer is that we would start from the place of receiving and then out of the overflow of what God fills our hearts with, that we would then serve and love others and that we don't step in our own strength uh, because we will quickly become weary, but that we allow God to fill us and uh, speak to our identity and um, to reach into those deep places um, and to fill us with God's love for us that we would do the same for others. So be blessed this week and um, we're proud of you church. We're proud of you for um, the bonus week and I, I don't know how else to say it's from the overflow of the heart. Um, and so I just affirm, I affirm every person that's been praying and has taken um, time and energy um, to be a part of us learning from our guests and being with our guests who have shown us such great love. And so um, we lift the uh, mute so that you can chat with one another and just know um, that you are loved both by God and by us. Okay, you can't share.